I, I feel like people want to see that you're invested. They want to know that you have passion about something. They want to know that you want to be there. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Kendra Richards, welcome to Hello Beauty. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you, Joyce. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Your work has been on red carpets, various celebrities like Justin Timberlake, Hilary Duff, Cindy Crawford, Bella Thorne. Mm -hmm. Those are amazing. And then your works have been on Vogue, Vanity Fair, Allure Magazine, all the top magazines. That's pretty amazing. And now you have your own makeup line, which is more focused on primers, the Mm -hmm. anti-primer primer, which focuses on the healthy glow, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me, was it evident growing up that you were an artist and a creative? Mm. Uh, Yes, actually it was. But you know, when I was growing up too, I really didn't, I didn't know that there was a a professional outlet. You know, Mm. I was the kid that was drawing on chairs and painting and I mean I remember my parents fireplace at one point and I remember just out there painting and the whole time I was like I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this but I really (laughs) wanted to do to do that so yeah I've always been I've I've always been an artistic person Mm -hmm. Um, just really didn't know that there was some way to create a career for it Mm -hmm. at least not at that point in my Mm -hmm. life yeah yeah. yeah, were your parents artistic? Yeah, actually, my mother was a fashion designer oh, in New York. Amazing. She was born and raised mm-hmm. in New York, and she was a fashion designer, went to FIT um, before she got married. So, um, you know, yeah, it definitely was part of my youth and, and life. I'm also aware that you did get into costume designing and styling. I started. Walk me through that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, because really, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I didn't know what I was good at. I just knew I wasn't great at, you know, the, the traditional, the math, that type of thing. And I thought, well, you know, my mom was a fashion designer. I'm going to maybe go study fashion design. So I ended up at FITM in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I took the tour, they were talking about um, visual merchandising, and I thought that might be more my thing. So I, I started in visual merchandising, um, and truthfully, it wasn't quite the right fit, but it gave me my first job. There, I, I started, um, gosh, it was a while ago, but um, I got to assist a, um, a costume designer on a film she was doing and that's literally how I started in the business it's mm-hmm. just like I yeah, and that's kind of what you know and I don't know if it's possible today but at that time once you got into the business you know you could turn that into other jobs I start I was asked by you know the supervisor to do his next film that he mm-hmm. was directing mm-hmm. so I kind of went off on that on that tangent you know mm-hmm. uh, for about five and a half years and then one day I just I kind of I wasn't the best costume designer and stylist in the world. Um, it didn't come as naturally to me. Um, and I just remember thinking, I'm going to go to makeup school. Yeah. I want to do what they're doing. And Was I that just you um, self-criticizing, you know, that Probably. you weren't like a good costume designer because the fact that you were yeah. getting jobs after jobs anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good observation. Yeah. Actually, well, that's, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, we're going to have some analysis yeah. here too. Um, yeah, because the truth is, is I spent, 
the first 10 years mm-hmm. of my career thinking I was going to get kicked out because my makeup wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I just, I, I'm really hard on myself. Yeah. Just because somebody yeah. needs a hobby, I yeah. guess. No, no, but I mean, you're, that's, that's, I think, what creates greatness, though. It's like, you know, yeah. if you just feel like you're never satisfied with your work. That's true. Yeah, it could that's both true. be a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Right? But then at the same time, it always ends up being a good thing because, like, I think so. Yeah. I'm not comfortable otherwise, you know, and, and to this day, it doesn't matter how long I've been doing this. It, when I put somebody in front of the camera and, and I'm behind the camera watching, I will literally mm-hmm. be going, I could have done it. I should do this. Mm-hmm. I need to add a little this. Go. I wish I, do I have a second to run in and just change the lip or just tweak it? it it's mm-hmm. just who I am. I always want to make it as good as I can make it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was um, one of the things that actually propelled your career into what it is today? I mean, I, I, I think it's a combination of things, to be really honest. I think, yes, you have to have you have to have the chops, but you you also have to be in the right place you have to speak up you have to show up you have to do all the things um you know i mean it's it's underrated to, you know these days i think sometimes to think about little things like paying attention on set there's a lot of people that are just sitting there on their phones i won't do that i'm sitting and i'm watching because i don't want a director or a photographer or somebody saying to me um she's sweaty you need to go in and powder or, or whatever it is, you know, like or somebody's hair is in, their w- in the way, you know, while a photographer's shooting. And it's, you know, it, it, I'm, I need to be there for that person, you know, that's in front of the camera. And that's that trust that develops because they know they don't have to worry because I've got their back. I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is, is part of it, too. I think that trust and that loyalty. Yeah. So at what point did you decide to be, become a makeup artist? So, yeah, I was just, I was on a, a feature film, and um, I just, I just snapped. I just was like, that's it. I don't want to do this anymore. And they're crazy, crazy hours. It's, it's a really, it's a tough job to do wardrobe and styling on films. And I saw the hair and makeup people coming in <laughs> after me and leaving before me. And I just, I was like, that's it. And the truth is, is I, I went and I took a three-week course, which just makes me laugh now when I think about it. And, um, and I just knew. I knew when I was in that classroom, I was like, yeah, this feels good. It, it was odd because I'd never put makeup on another person, but it felt right. Right after makeup school, I just started testing. And then I actually found a headshot photographer, so I used to work. So I really got paid to learn how to do what I did um, and get to hone my skill. And people would always say, well, how long have you been a makeup artist? And I would say, well, I've been in the business for five and a half years, Mm -hmm. which wasn't untrue. It was the truth. It just wasn't in makeup. Mm -hmm. And it helped get my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, but it's like you you have to kind of do little things to help get you yeah. It, what, it, I just was stretching the truth. Yeah. I didn't say I've been doing makeup, but yeah. I said I was in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of helped get me started. And then six months later, um, I was able to meet with um, the second biggest agency in town. Um, I happened to know the the owner's the owner's neighbor was a friend of mine, and no. he said, "I'll just mm-hmm. I'll connect you with her, and she can critique your book." I had no no illusions of them taking me. I just wanted some guidance. 
And um, fortunately, she liked me. She tossed everything out of my book but two pictures because she didn't like the styling or the model or something, but I guess she saw something there. Mm-hmm. And she helped build my career. Yeah. How did you begin working with celebrities? Through the agency. Through the agency, yeah. 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 Um, and initially, I actually turned some things down. Mm-hmm. I know that um, way too soon I was offered you know, to work. I, I, I probably shouldn't name you know, who or what, but I literally was like, Mm-mm, I'm not ready. I, you know, when they were like, just go and do it. And I was like, no, because I will only be known. You know, it's like the, you never have a chance to, you, what, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. That's and so I true. just was like, nope, and not until I'm ready. But, you know, I just, I sort of eased into it. I was really, really fortunate. You can't, you can't start that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to come to an agency with a, with a, a full roster of clients and yeah. celebrities or a huge Instagram following. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at that point, they would help build your career and help guide you and, and match you up with teams that mm-hmm. they thought you'd be a good fit with. So. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing how even the industry and agencies have changed along so with much. social media and the times right now. Changed everything. Yeah. Changed everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just another thing, you know. There, there was a little disadvantage for people like me initially, too, because we never had, w- well, we were never um, promoting images on the red carpet or anything like that. That yes. was just, you know, it's like the only thing that went in your book, and it was actual physical book, mm-hmm. were magazine tears, yeah. period. Yeah, even me, as the, when I started my makeup career, that was all, like, I did have a physical book, right. too, to show. Yeah, and that's what they would flip through, you know? Yeah. getting It's like your own casting as a model, in a sense, you yeah. bring, yeah, we did the same process to yeah. get jobs. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah exactly, mm-hmm. you know? It, I mean, there's a part of that that I don't miss, because we used to have to pay yeah. to have our portfolio messengered over yeah. here or there, uh-huh. or flown, you know, to New York or yeah. wherever. Um, you know, and now it's amazing that, you know, they, well, pri- then the next step was websites. Everybody had to have a website. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, just go on Instagram. Show your it's Instagram. Like, yeah. 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 And then I know also from before that you don't show any behind the scenes from the red carpet looks. Now it's like, as the celebrity's getting ready, everything is shown from beginning to end. Yeah. yeah. But there it's is still a little bit of navigating with mm-hmm. that, too, because it also, you know, like there's there are jobs where you are told going right in, do not. Do not post anything Mm -hmm. you know you are not allowed to you know you're not allowed to talk about anything that's Mm -hmm. being done and you know it's it's such a Mm -hmm. an interesting thing to to kind of navigate it's like oh i won't even name what i'm (laughs) i won't tell my friends what i'm doing yeah 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 special project yeah but yeah but then there's other times where they're like please just yeah Mm -hmm. get it get everyone excited yeah yeah Yeah. that's interesting yeah so i mean from a great career as a pro makeup artist, mm-hmm. at what point did you decide I need to create my own product? Yeah. Did you have any entrepreneurial background? Um, not really myself. I, I guess my my father's side of the family is entrepreneurial, um, but I didn't make that connection until a little bit later. Um, but you know, really, I I always had. A concept that I would do something but it really came from my from my years of experience and my expertise in what I was doing because um, I'm not really a, a, like Air Atelier is a, a makeup primer line and that's really what I want to focus on because honestly skin is the canvas for makeup and it speaks to my experience as a makeup artist and what I was doing was 
literally mixing about three or four different products to prep the skin before I did makeup. And one day I just kind of was like, this is a lot to lug around in addition to everything else. And I thought, I can just make my own. I had no idea. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's a good thing. Because if you really knew how hard something was, you'd probably never start it. Yeah. So I just started making in my kitchen these, you know, and write, writing down my recipes. I bought a, a beaker and a scale. Oh, and I was, you know, sourcing and, and reading about ingredients. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just getting a really great reaction from the models and then the photographers. And, and I really not making this up. They would yeah. be like, what did you just do? What did, what's she wearing? She's glowing. You know, so it just, it kind of started from there. Um, and then um, a, a fellow makeup artist uh, reached out to me. He was on tour with a musician, and she, he said, she wants to buy this. You know, can you send us some information? And I was like, I can't sell it. I'm making it in my kitchen. I'll send you more. Mm-hmm. And, and it just kind of clicked, and I went, well, maybe I should. So I found a chemist and, you know. Mm-hmm. Walk me through that process, because I know, Mm. like, is it just as simple as flipping through the yellow pages, Googling (laughs) online? Because there's a lot of vendors that you can pick from. Well, you know, so it's interesting. And and really, Eretilier started, um, well, let me back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Here's what happens. You, I didn't go through the yellow pages. I really did it online. And the big people will not even call you back. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing thing. So you literally have to just keep going until you find somebody that's willing to talk to a tiny little indie beauty brand. Um, and, you know, that's a little bit challenging. I feel like with everything, once you sort of start, you'll meet people who will guide you. Mm-hmm. You know, the lab will, will tell you, okay, you know, hey, these people you can contact for packaging. You know, this is somebody you can contact for the cartons. Um, you know, and you learn the lingo. And I really, from the very beginning, I never tried to misrepresent myself. I would always tell them, look, I'm not saying I'm a businesswoman. I'm a makeup artist turned entrepreneur. So I don't understand the terminology, you know, because they, they talk the lingo. Yes. And, you know, and it's like, oh, for example, secondary and primary packaging. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Primary packaging is the tube or, mm-hmm. or the thing, and the secondary is the carton. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just say that? Yeah. They don't. They, <laughs> but, I mean, I get mm-hmm. it. But in the beginning, it was like this whole overwhelming thing. And it's really about just just sticking with mm-hmm. something and not being afraid or being afraid and acknowledging and it, doing it anyway. And it sounds like all the cliches you hear out there, but it's just true. Yeah. You know, just do it. Mm-hmm. Where did Air Atelier come from? That name, that and the branding. Name. <laughs> um, it's a very tough thing to name a company. Um, everything I had wanted um, was already taken, so it just it it took about six months. And um, really, I mean, Atelier is an artist studio, and Air, in a sense, is. I'm, I would like to think that the people that are that become heirs is what I like to call the, mm-hmm. the, the tribe, the Eretelier tribe, um, is really, they're, they're the beneficiaries of the experience and, and you know, the mm-hmm. things that I've learned over all these years. Um, so it's just, it, it, you know, it just was playing with names and coming up with something that went, 
I like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I liked it, and it never occurred to me how rough it would be for some people to pronounce it. So I'm actually, I think I'm going to do a little video with how to pronounce <laughs> it, because it, it just stumps a lot of people that aren't familiar with mm-hmm. with Atelier, for example. Atelier. Yeah. Yeah. How's the branding process, though? You know, mm. you have such a beautiful packaging in your you. website. Thank you. That is all thanks to a, a genius team called Creme Collective. Um I have a girlfriend who's got a brand. Um, um, she's also a makeup artist, and she and her sisters have a, a, a brand, Ritual Defeel. Oh, I hope yeah. I'm saying that right. And um, I connected with um, Creme Collective through her. So I already knew that they were great, and I knew that they were trustworthy. They are they're phenomenal. They helped me take you know, the words and the ideas that I had in my head and the vision and just they elevated it so, so much more so than anything I could have done. And they helped me with the rebranding because I had I had had a single product prior to this relaunch and then I expanded the line. But yeah, that's my they're my they're my dream team. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I love all your Thank products you. and branding and packaging. Thank you. So yeah. um, describe to me a Atelier's um, philosophy. Well, I would say the philosophy is you, it, it all begins with the skin. You know, makeup is only going to look as good as the skin you apply it to. And I think sometimes that it becomes the forgotten part of makeup. And it's, it's just so critical. And what I do with my products is I make sure that there's hydration in that because skin that's hydrated, it looks better. It, it's plumped up. I've made sure that we've got skincare ingredients as well as primer ingredients. So you're blending both quality skincare and primer to really elevate Mm -hmm. and and create the best platform to apply makeup to. Mm -hmm. That's, to me, the difference. Yeah. And they're and they're super lightweight. Yes, you know, they're I they're the anti primer primer line. I'm sorry, I know you're not asking me this, but I'm just kind of no, going go into ahead. it. No, go ahead. Yeah, it's you know, for me, I'm not a fan generally of primers, and it's interesting because a lot of makeup artists actually are, are kind of saying that when I'm you know sharing, and it's like I keep telling people if you don't like primers, please try mine mm-hmm. because they're not what you're what you're used to. They're not going to ball up and be heavy and cakey and difficult to work with um they're super lightweight and yet they will help makeup to glide on more smoothly the eye primer it's so lightweight but it does the job Mm -hmm. um you know and the lip primer it's not drying like i basically wanted to create what it was that you know my dream products which i'm sure everybody's trying to do um but to me the little bit of a difference is is that say a big a big huge um, beauty brand uh, you know things are changing a little bit now because they do consult with a lot of makeup artists but prior to that you know it was it was a different kind of experience like I'm literally hands-on in there testing things working with it and seeing how it oh, reacts yeah. you know and I've had I mean it's tested on models and celebrities not on animals and that is just the truth it's mm-hmm. like I'd get it into the hands of all the people that I work with as well as other makeup artists and it was just give me your feedback H- how is this working what do you like tell me about it mm-hmm. um so it, it's just you know it, it's a very um authentic and um 
long process, but that's the way it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. How many times in the lab did you have to probably return the original ingredients before you got this perfect concoction? I cannot even remember, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. And then I remember um, being in a motorhome working with a model, and I I literally had to make a decision. I had these two formulas, and I really loved them. And and, and I was literally saying, it's like, Penny, what do you think? Which one? Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) And she helped me. So, you know, it was like, I love them both. What do you think? And and that was the one that that she said, "Let's, let's do this one then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Is it such a like arduous like process? Just a lot. Yeah, it really is. You know, communicating with the chemists and everything, and waiting. Yeah. And I, I have a weird like I'm really patient, and then I'm really impatient. Mm-hmm. So, I for example, you know, you've. I mean, I I've flown out. Um, my lab isn't in L.A. I've flown out just for one day to meet with the chemists and talk with them. And then, you know, just to kind of have a little bit more, it, it's just, it means more, I think, and, mm-hmm. and they appreciated it, and we could understand each other and talking face-to-face. But, you know, they send me a sample. I check it to see what I think, and then I start testing it, and then I set, start sending it out, um, and then I get the feedback. And then when I send them the feedback, it's easily two weeks or more oh, wow. before they send something back. And the problem for me is, is I was always like, I just want to know now. And yeah. I kept thinking, can I just go to the lab and can I go in there and work with them? It's just not that simple. Mm-hmm. And you you really can't. I mean, in my mind, I was like, we can just bang this out in one day if you just, you know, let me in there. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Plus, there's also, there's ingredients and sourcing. There's, I don't know how much everybody mm-hmm. wants to hear all the tedious yeah. details, but there's all these little yeah, unsexy details that just go into yeah. that final product. How do you juggle um, creating a brand and your career as a makeup artist or even family <laughs> and friends? Um, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't, you don't sleep a lot. Um, yeah, there's, there's, you know, it, you cannot do everything all the time. It just, there's just no way around it. Um, you know, and that's one of the things, like, I, I do try to tell people. It's like, if you really want to do something like this, expect to work way harder than you think you're ever going to have to. Whatever you think in your mind is really hard work, just magnify that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and I just try to learn how to figure out, like, sometimes I'm just too tired to think things through so I can do more manual types of, mm-hmm. of work you know yeah I think when you love what you're doing you just you just make a way but yeah a lot of sacrifices yeah yeah definitely Mm. so what advice would you give younger Kendra who's starting her career if I was talking to myself yeah believe in yourself don't doubt so much um who cares if you make a mistake life is you know life is messy but it's all it all works out you mentioned earlier just you know not saying yes all the time Mm. like yeah yeah well like for example so after so I left the first agency Mm -hmm. I was with um I think it was about five years I was with them and and there was another agency in town that was big that I always wanted to be with and so I had started going to them 
and showing my book and talking with them. And they'd always say, you know what? We love you. We love your book. We just don't have any openings right now. Come back and see us later. And this went on for a while. And then I would have some really big jobs. And I would, I would ask them, could you please build this for me? You know, I don't, I don't want to deal with, you know, all of that part. And so they would do that. So I sort of had a little bit of a foot in the door. I maintained that relationship. But it, this went on for about a year and a half. And again, I went back at about a year and a half. And the same thing. We love you. We love your book. We just don't have an opening. And the, the woman that was really running the, the agency at that point, she goes, you know, maybe you should go and talk to a couple of other agencies. And that compliant girl in me, I, I say girl because I, I just, I think women more, more so than men are like, okay, I'm going to do what you say. I was about to go, okay, and literally my truth, whatever it is, in the back of my head, it was just like, that's not what I want. And I looked at her and I said, I said, no, no, this is the agency that I want to be at. This is where I've always wanted to be. And I'm not going anywhere until you tell me to go away. And that's all I said. And I think I shocked her. No, nothing was said. Next day, I started getting bookings from them. Amazing. And yeah, that's it. It's like, I, I feel like people want to see that you're invested. They want to know that you have passion about something. They want to know that you want to be there. And I say that too now with the perspective as an employer, because when you see people that come, I don't want to bring somebody on my team that, that looks like they could take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. If you're not all in, what do I, I don't need that. I want to see somebody that's excited. I want to see somebody that wants to be there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that at the time. I just knew that what she said didn't feel right to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that I stopped myself and went, nope, mm -mm, I will not go away till you tell me to go away. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, that's really amazing. People can make room for you when they want you. Exactly. So it's like, mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think one can develop those skills? having that I think it's a muscle in all honesty I think the more and more you follow your gut you're polite but true to your whatever your truth is you know um it doesn't mean that you don't do the things that you may not want to do in the interim meaning um you know I, the beginning of my career I waited tables mm -hmm. because as a costume design and stylist, and even in the beginning of my career as a makeup artist, I wasn't making enough money to live. So I had to supplement it. I didn't sit there and go, well, if it's not makeup or if it's not whatever, I'm not going to do it. No, you do what you have to do to get to that point where you can fully live your dream, you know, to whatever degree you have to do. I mean, maybe find something industry related. Like I said, I mean, I, I I don't know if I said it here or when we were talking earlier. It's like, you know, I worked with a headshot photographer. Yes. That was still practicing my craft, and it may not have been, ooh, great prestige, mm -hmm. but it was it was money, mm -hmm. and it was a, a lovely team to work with, you know? Here at Hello Beauty, we do have mm -hmm. a m motto saying, like, discover the beauty within you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your advice for those who are trying to discover the, their beauty within I don't know why that made me feel like my eyes were going to start welling up. Oh. I think that's so beautiful. You know, 
I don't know why this is just hitting me right now. I feel like saying, like, for example, a lot of times I'll hear people say things, and I think I'm guilty of it too, but I'll mm-hmm. often say to somebody, would you talk to your girlfriends like that? And and it's usually no. You know, it's like, if you weren't yourself, what would you be saying? How would you be speaking to this person? What would you, what you know, if if... If you were your friend, what would you look at and say, you are such a beautiful person, you're, you're kind, you're caring, you're talented, you're funny, you're, you're all these things. I would think maybe if you can't readily come up with that, try that technique, you know, because mm-hmm. this is, it's an interesting conversation I've had with a lot of people. Um, and I'm, I'm really good at at doing this to other people and I will literally force people like I start with one I'm like just give me just say one nice thing about yourself and it's actually really interesting how hard that is for some people and oh here's another one um do you know of mirror work mirror work I've heard of it yeah Mm -hmm. um I found something on Instagram and I've actually turned a couple of actresses that I work with onto this and it you know, I think Oprah had talked about it as well. Mm-hmm. And you, you're literally in the mirror, yeah. you know, and it starts with, I love you, Kendra. Yes. I love you. You know, and I'll sit there and I have to yeah. say that like 10 times. It feels kind of goofy, right? Sometimes, but It feels a little goofy. Some people find it incredibly painful, mm-hmm. but I've like written this whole thing and I literally talk to myself. I don't, I'm not doing it as often as I should, mm-hmm. but the more you really think about all those things that you really value and that you love about yourself and, and that, are just really affirming, I think the more you you tap into that, it is a muscle like Mm -hmm. anything else. And it doesn't mean that you think you're better than anybody else. It just means that you value and you're getting in touch with, you know, the beauty that exists in you as in everyone and all living beings. Yeah, that's amazing. I know. I mean, I feel like it's also people have a hard time kind of just discovering that you know their Mm. own passion at the same time being in touch with their true self so I think that's why it's always so hard for them to kind of say good things about themselves yeah yeah because they feel like they might be egotistic right yeah or viewed that way Mm -hmm. how what are people going to think of me Mm -hmm. you know that's that's another thing too I'm and, and I think maybe it's just age as well but it's like I'm at that point where I'm like why do I put so much, why would I put so much value in what somebody else thinks of mm-hmm. me? I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be really okay with who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you're only responsible for, for yourself, your own actions, your own, you know, behaviors. So, you know, really check in and make sure you're good with you. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times we give up too much of ourselves for other people. Yeah, especially and working just, in the industry, right? In the industry, yeah, yeah. And I'm also very, I don't remember what the expression is, is empath or whatever it is. Like I, I pick up people's yeah. stuff. You know, I've had jobs where I've walked out. I, I remember a, a few very vividly where I literally felt like somebody took like two ice picks and went, like uh-huh. just like to my head when I was done and I realized because you know I used to I used to take if there was somebody I was working with who was particularly challenging I used to take that so personally like so I wasn't doing something right or whatever and I had a really pivotal aha moment with somebody from for the Golden Globes and realized 
that it was her stress. And I mean, this poor woman had been nominated so many times and had never won. I don't even know if she's ever won mm. yet still. Oh, gosh. But super talented. But, you know, it was like all of her tension and anxiety. She was just like throwing it at me. And it, it wrecked me. And it wasn't until the next morning. I mean, I <laughs> no lie. I went home. I made a pitcher of margaritas and chewed off my nails, my fingernails, watching the Golden Globes. It just, it just rattled me to the core. And then in the morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, I feel miserable, and my nails are gone. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. I'm never going to give anybody that much power. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I'm digressing. No, no, no. That's perfect. That's like a really good story. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and, and I think it's important to know too, because I think so many people out there also just go, oh, it's so glamorous. It's so Glitz fun. And glamour. It's um, easy to be blinded by it. Or, but, or to think that, that what makeup artists, you know, their life and everything is all, it, it's called hard work, mm-hmm. guys. It's called standing on your feet sometimes for 18 hours yes. and maybe you get one meal. Yes. You know, it's not, you know, and then sometimes it is, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I've been picked up in limos to go, like I had one client um, that I got, was flying in from the airport and they had the limo pick me Mm -hmm. up and then we had to go, it was a man and we picked him up and I um, did his grooming in the limo and we dropped him at the red carpet and it was like just the shortest little thing yeah, um yeah. but you know super fun super you know out of the ordinary yeah. and um you know uh, glamorous in a yeah. sense although That's it isn't glamorous doing makeup <laughs> in, the in the back of yeah. a limo yeah straddling the hump in the back of the limo like, mm. and anyway. trying to get like <laughs> but it makes for a good story yeah. years later <laughs> try not to poke his eye out <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got to work with him again, so I think I did all right. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it went well. <laughs> yeah. So what is your favorite product? I know this is going to be hard, oh but yeah. What can't you live without? Besides all of the Aretelier uh-huh. primers, does it have to be one product? Oh, well. What? You can give me a list. But yeah, I like your go-to. My go-to products. Um I have a friend who's a makeup artist, also Brett Friedman, and he's mm. got a really genius brow pencil that's mm. super thin. It's it's a laser thin pencil, so it really lays down the look of hairs. It's small enough because a lot of the other pencils are just too thick. I love that um, Glossier um, uh, concealer. I've kind of really um, started using that and, and really love that. Um, I love Urban Decay um, eyeshadows. Um, Gosh, Ritual de Fil makes a really great um, an illuminizer that's really pretty. Mm. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of their name. Also makes them. There's so many things. Yeah, I know, I know. It was okay. just one. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, but um, what's next for Air Atelier and you? Air Atelier. I really, truly need to. Um, to push out some new products. I've got some some things that are in development. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that process actually can take a couple of years and it's just, it's agony with how long it takes. But, um, you know, just, uh, you know, really creating new products that, that 
speak to people's needs because mm-hmm. that's really what I want to do is provide real solutions for people mm-hmm. and um, just get the word out there. Just make sure that, that people know, you know, it's just a real big, mm-hmm. you know, landscape these days. And so little indie beauty brands need to make sure that they get seen. Yeah. So, yeah. Where can they find you? What are your social channels? Social channels. Um, on Instagram, it's air, H-E-I-R dot atelier, A-T-E-L-I-E-R. Um, and then we're on Facebook um, and uh, Pinterest. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Kendra. Yeah.